Hello, I am Donna Freeman, the founder of Yoga in My School, and this is the Yoga in My School podcast. I appreciate you coming and having a listen. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your comments, and your ratings. It truly is a blessing as it helps others to find us. The purpose of the Yoga in My School podcast is to empower you to share yoga and mindfulness with youth. Through the archives and this episode in particular, I know that you will receive inspiration, knowledge, and tools to help you do so. We also are big fans of building community, and we love finding people who are doing amazing things in the kids' yoga community worldwide. So if you know of someone, or maybe you are someone, who are doing something incredible and you'd like to share it, feel free to reach out. You can email me, Donna, at yoganmyschool.com with ideas for upcoming episodes. Appreciate you listening. Have a wonderful day, and enjoy this episode. Hi, everybody. This is Donna from Yoga in My School, and this is the Yoga in My School podcast, where we empower you to explore mindfulness and movement in your youth. We have a great podcast coming your way today with one of uh, my dear friends. And um, I just wanted to let you know, though, that this podcast is an absolute labor of love. I've done it for 10 years now. Um, but there are costs involved in any endeavor, especially to put it out and broadcast it out for your consumption. And so I would really appreciate it if you have enjoyed and, and you listen to our podcast or you enjoy this episode, if you could make a small donation to the cause, even if it's, you know, a cup of tea or, you know, 10 bucks to help us host and, and post and all that kind of stuff, that would really make a difference in, uh, in my life so that it's not... Um, you know, running out of deficit, those kind of things. <laughs> All right. Well said. <laughs> so thanks so much for, for tuning in today. We have a great uh, episode, and it's one that I have received a lot of interest in and comments about, and I finally um, managed to pin this wonderful lady down. Anita McFarland is joining us from Kelowna, British Columbia, and she is a powerhouse in the circus yoga, kids <laughs> yoga theater world. And uh, I'm absolutely tickled pink that she's been able to find some time to join us today. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? Pink is one of my favorite colors. <laughs> so <I> can tell. <laughs> I'm good. I'm delighted. Thank you. Um, I'm nervous, but I'm here. <laughs> That's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about your background, your background in the arts, and can you share a few highlights of the work that you've done? And I'm choosing just to look at you rather than looking at a little tiny dot at the top of my camp, my computer. Um, <laughs> so my, I, I, can, I, I can tell the history. When I was a child, I saw a small paperback book on my mother's bookshelf called Yoga for Women from Australia. And I was always kind of fascinated, but I didn't follow through, didn't do anything. Funnily enough, my one sister also remembers always looking at it, and she now too is a yoga teacher. Um, I knew I wanted to be an actress at a very young age. And so I started taking classes at 10 years old. I went to University of Waterloo to study theater. And um, uh, a uh, one of the professors there one day in my second year said, I think you should start a theater company. And I was like, okay. And so I did. <laughs> I'm easily manipulated. I don't know. And um, 
in fact, the play that we, one of the plays that we created still runs 27 years from now. It's a play um, for first year university students, which addresses a lot of issues, but done in a very fun way. Issues of loneliness, sexually transmitted diseases, unwanted pregnancies, all of that stuff. You're not living at home anymore. You're off on your own. And um, I am so proud that that play still runs. Um, then I, someone else suggested a little while later, I think you should move to Toronto and join this uh, Russian theater director who just moved here from Moscow with his family. And um, I, said okay <laughs> and I do I've always said that working with Vladimir um, helped put me on my spiritual path and it was in Toronto when a friend of mine also in the theater community there Laura J Hedgehog I like to call her Laura J Forth um, we started taking community yoga classes meaning they were free by community <laughs> and I feel so fortunate that the teacher who was doing those classes, and probably she didn't get paid, and now that I think about it, um, speaking of labors of love, right? Um, that it was a Kripalu teacher. Because through her, I then found the, there was a small studio in Toronto, um, a Kripalu studio. It, it was there, I don't know how long it was there before I discovered it, um, and it, closed not long after I had been going there but this I'm Irish so my stories can wind but <laughs> um, <clears throat> Kripalu first of all the word is compassion means compassion and and the space itself is a uh, the largest residential yoga center in North America it's in western Massachusetts in the Berkshires um, okay, I know I want to speak more about that because of my journey, but I want to go back to when I started really studying yoga and practicing it, I realized how brilliant it was to support me as an actor, which is why I say that Vladimir, I think, took me on that spiritual path. He didn't necessarily know a lot about yoga, but he certainly took us through some sun salutations. And um, I'm all, I was always the performer. I say was, because I'm not actively performing right now. The last 10 years, actually. But um, I'm always the performer who was in the theater at least two hours before a show for warm-ups, long warm always before anybody else. Now, after studying yoga, and not just the yoga, not just asana, but um, pranayama and, and energy, uh, I was in there three, I was warming up three or four hours before any performance. I kind of miss that now when I think about it. Um, I'm not a night owl, but when you only have to do two hours of something every day and you get to prepare for it all day long. Oh God, I'm trying not to cry during this interview, <laughs> but they're both um, subjects that are, that I feel extraordinarily passionate about. Um, and uh, so that was my journey um, of what, what I brought. And I will speak to that. We can speak very specifically about what yoga does. Um, I worked as an actress and model in Ireland also. And um, the yoga I went to there was the Raja Yoga Center. And Nick um, did teach asana classes, but also um, meditation 
slash knowledge because Raja I think means the knowledge the right the king yoga um so now where do I go because all right so <laughs> I want to know kind of how as a performer you're kind of leading into this but how as a performer has yoga and meditation served you first of all there's so the physical abilities is important I'm a I'm a dancer also, but I would say more of a moving actor, even though dance has been a big part of my life. Um, so, and any actor, your body, well, your body, your voice, that's what you've got, and your brain, that's what you have. So it's, it's important to be fit and able to do, if you're that kind of actor, maybe you know, I'm talking about theater mainly right now. Um, uh, yoga, of course, brings a lot of flexibility, um, strength, and um, the meditation part. So this is what I this is what I feel about acting, and I truly learned this with um, studying with Vladimir Mirzaev because not only did we start a theater company, which we had for five years, we also did training in the very beginning um, too. We were there was about. I think nine of us founding members. Um, and you can think about acting in terms of putting a mask on and pretending to be someone, or what is much more powerful, I believe, is building your container, not my fingers, building your container strong enough and open enough that you can be a conduit for universal energy. And that, I hope that doesn't sound too vague. Um, does it sound vague? It sounds yeah. a little vague, but <laughs> I also understand like the theater aspect of it because you have to embody different emotions and different situations and really get into character. And it might be vastly different from who you are you know, naturally, like who you were raised to be and that type of person. And so then you're mm -hmm. asked to stretch. And so, the, as you say, that universal energy, that energy is out there. People have yes. live these stories. And even though it is different from your own story, it is uh, a beautiful universal story in its own right. Yes. And to be able to portray that um, emotionally, physically with your, your voice and your expression and, and who you are, I think, I think that's kind of what you're meaning by the, the universal energy of it. Yes. For example, there, um, first of all, if you're, if you have a strong yoga practice or that sounded judgmental already, but if you practice yoga and you're um, applying it, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> physically, but also well, also spiritually, <clears throat> and I'm not, I don't mind using that word. I'm not going to be shy about using that word because I, you know, we've spoken about this. I belong to a uh, yoga teacher's Facebook group that um, there are quite a few people who are demanding science, prove this, prove that. I actually wrote yesterday, don't tell me what to do and just stop the conversation <laughs> because um uh, yeah, I don't need to prove anything scientifically. Um, but in my studies of yoga, when I understand that the present moment is the only moment, 
when I understand that if I worry about tomorrow, all I'm doing is taking my peace away from today. If I understand so much more about this life, if I understand that kindness, that love prevails, if I like building my container that way, like so much that, because if like, as you said, you may be playing a character that is wildly different from you. And um, like, how could you play someone if you're like a gentle soul? How could you play someone who is not that at all, you know, and that embodies evil or wickedness, if you will, um, without going stir crazy, without really driving yourself nuts? That's a borderline because you kind of have to be able to go there, trusting what the rea what reality is and that you can come back from that mm -hmm. um and like you said it's already out there so i don't have to go as an actor i don't have to go inside of me and try to pull things up there are um actually exercises that you can do some of it's some from like sufi spinning mm -hmm. where you're pulling energy into your body and so allowing that to resonate that makes yeah. sense. It all it sounds a little bit woohoo woohoo, but it is. It <laughs> is. We're in, we're in it's we're magic in the yoga theater. And theater world today, man. Yay! <laughs> it's, it's a lovely place to be. Fantastic. All right. um, now, just talking a little bit, uh, kind of some of the the practicalities of merging these two worlds, uh, mm -hmm. theater and yogic arts. Uh, I know a lot of people um, experience jitters before any type of performance. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even, you know, very, very famous people have a stage fright and that mm -hmm. type of thing. How might, um, you know, breath work in particular, like, cause there's other practices, but breath work in particular be, uh, an assistant to, um, dealing with performance jitters. Um, I'm, I keep getting mixed up with the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Okay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because okay. Do you mouth, want a quick was, rundown? <laughs> yes. A, a okay. mouth breathing, which is the fight or flight? The fight or flight one? is the sympathetic. Right. Okay. Mouth breathing can cause that yeah. and bring that on. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of do live in a world that we're almost always <laughs> stressed and living like that. Before Performing is extraordinarily stressful. I, I don't know. I'd love to hear anybody who just doesn't, it, you couldn't, you couldn't possibly do a great job if you didn't feel the stress of it without letting the stress affect you. Right. Because it's important. It's sacred. The theater is sacred. Um, and um, so when you breathe through your nose, it, it just immediately starts relaxing and calming. I wish I'd known this in a, uh, in university because a friend of mine used to throw up before every performance, a great performer, she's a great performer. I didn't know that until she told me. Uh, and I, I believe now if she had practiced breath through her nose, and of course we can do very um, specific ones of, calm, of calming down. Um, Such as, give us an example. Nadi, Nadi Shodana. Okay. So, so also balancing. Breathing. Mm -hmm. um, I know I feel like a terrible yoga teacher because my um, language is like, <laughs> what? I also haven't had breakfast yet, <clears throat> but I made it. <laughs> 
Um, so, right, so that you're starting to relax and resonate. As, a, as an actor, you should not be completely relaxed at all. It's both. It's strange to explain. One of the exercises we used to do, Vladimir had us like, uh, you should, okay. So you need to be relaxed enough that you can throw yourself on the ground, roll around that you, and you won't get bruised, if that makes sense. Mm. You need to have tension in yourself to be compelling on the stage. So there's that dichotomy of both. And so I would do both right now. Like if I was going to be performing, I would, I would use, I would use, I would do Kapala Bhakti. So how would you say that in English? Skull shining breath. <laughs> what, do you, skull, what, do you, what did you say? Skull, skull shining? shining breath. Right. Or skull polishing breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love pranayama. Alternate nostril, right, as well, mm -hmm. to balance. Um, I love and adore bastrika, and I would do it because it brings so much oxygen yes. into the body and awakens. I feel like it awakens. Mm -hmm. I teach bastrika to children because, strangely enough, even though it's more and a more uh, advanced pranayama, mm -hmm. it's it's easier to teach them than... Well, first, then alternate nostril, of course, but even Kapala Bhakti, I find, yeah. you know. And, um, okay, oh, I love this, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that it's recorded so I can remember all of this. Um, I adore, and this is what I, I learned, this one from Nick in Dublin is, um, okay, how do you say um, lion's breath? It sounds like a himsa, but it's not himsa. It's um, asana. Well, there's so, different there well, different versions. Yeah, like of, lion's breath with the tongue. Yeah. So there's different versions yeah. of lion's breath. There's mm -hmm. right, and your eyes get an exercise. Oh my god, I can't believe I just did that with my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's gonna get weirder, okay? Because this is a breath that I find um, very useful um, for again awakening because your face also as an actor is essential um, and for clearing the throat. So for singers or speakers, I'm yeah, going to do little, that. A little okay. hint, a little inside into this podcast. I do it before I go. We do these interviews. <laughs> so <I> do some, <laughs> some lion's breath, some work and move my jaw around and do some, uh, some of my old um, voice training um, before we go live and before we start recording. And I do it every time. So there you go. Little I could have had a V8. I didn't. <laughs> I just stressed out, frankly, but I did breathe. <laughs> There you go. And I and I counseled a friend today who was calling very stressed, and I said, please just please promise me for the next twenty minutes that you'll use hyper awareness and breathe through your nose. Please try it. Try it. There you go. Okay, right, this I'm, is. I'm going to change the direction just for time. Oh, can I show you that lion's breath first, though? The yes, different show one. Show me the other. Um, yep. It's very strange. So I'll, I'll explain it a little bit first. It's a backwards om and then an om. Okay. okay. And you, um, can you see my hands? Nope. Okay, normally they're on the lap, but I'm gonna do it like this, okay? Can 
continuing. You can hear I have a lot of phlegm in my throat because I had some cheese yesterday. Um, uh, so doing that several times, it does look weird, but the eyes are part of it. There's a lot of um, focus and concentration because you're doing your, your hands, your head, your breath, the sound, all of that. So anyway, and also for clearing out the throat if you are someone who's sensitive to cheese, for example. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So my question is, um, if I were uh, a school drama teacher, okay, with mm -hmm. who mainly approaches me and asks about, well, I'm, I kind of do yoga and I kind of do drama and I want to bring them together and how do I do that? So what would be, what would be, you know, an, do you think is an effective way to do, to combine those two worlds in a classroom? Okay. Um, I used to teach for Way Off Broadway for seven and a half years, which is a children's mostly mostly musical theater school in New York. And once, and so I always brought yoga in because the uh, the, the two owners didn't like warming the children up, and I of course loved it, right? And then when I became a circus yoga teacher, I started bringing those elements in too. Um, I would um, get well if you are. I'm not a stickler that you don't have to do yoga teacher training. You know, if, you, if you're sharing it, if you're not going out there trying to pretend you're a yoga expert, but you're bringing it into your classroom, have a practice, know some stuff, um, starting with six movements of the spine so that you're getting synovial fluid to move, which, which you know, gets the joints warmed up because hopefully you're going to be using your body as an actor. Um, uh, um, the breath, the pranayama, some. Um, when I first moved to Toronto, I took voice lessons. I mean, even though I took all of that in university, I took voice lessons from David Smuckler. He's a Canadian-wide amazing um, voice teacher. And he yoga was in his classes because it helps to, you want to learn how to swing your ribs out so you can have more breath to speak, right? So, um, and I would also... Oh, well, if I'm a drama teacher bringing yoga in, I would teach eye exercises, facial exercises, um, the um, energy stuff, like, um, what do you call it? I haven't taught this in such a long time. I don't know what to, I can't remember, but I'll tell you what it is. Um, oh, sorry that my brain's not working that way. It's a small jump, so you just land where you were. The arms are um, not as high as this, but at waist height. It's like you're grabbing something and bringing it in, like like bastrika, but this way. And it starts with the breath in. Ha. Ha, ha breath. Hara, hara jumps. What would you yeah, call it? Hara, I just call yeah, it hara, hara breath, but it's a hara exercise. Yeah, hara yes, exactly. exercise, yeah. yes. Sometimes, yes. Some people hara. know it as fists of fire, right? There's lots of different names for it nowadays. Okay. People like to rename things. Sure, yeah, okay. <laughs> but because, again bringing energy and I, I feel that that's so you want your body you know getting fluid some movements um so a yoga um a drama teacher could do simply six movements of the spine and some sun salutations you kind of almost get everything in there really depending on how you lead a sun salutation right yep do i have awesome. to say it in some sanskrit no you don't <laughs> <laughs> whatever thank you <laughs> 
All right, my dear, we are running out of time and I know we could keep going and going on this topic. Who knew? It it's is, brilliant. It is one of your loves and it is what you've done your entire life. Um, but where can people learn more about you if they're interested in furthering their knowledge about um, circus yoga, performing arts, um, yoga, for, yoga for kids and bringing those worlds together? I have a Facebook page called Circus Yoga Kelowna. My email is circusyogakelowna at gmail.com. Mm. That's probably the best way. There you go. It's weird to say my phone number, so. No, don't do that. Don't show that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dear. And um, I am, if I may say this, I love collaboration. And so if this sparks interest in anybody, who knows what can come from that as well, right? Yes, you are a, a treasure trove of information. So if you have any questions, if you want to know more, definitely reach out to Anita. She is a lovely, lovely soul and just so wants to share this all with the world. So um, thank you for doing that today with us. Truly my pleasure. Thank you. All right. And now <laughs> must play, as we say in circus yoga, now must play must play exactly and so you guys thank you so much for tuning in today it has been a delight um be sure to share like and comment on our podcast and that way other people can discover it as well if you've enjoyed this episode <laughs> share it away um and like i said please add a little donation it would really help cover the costs of producing these things um but have a wonderful day namaste yay